0: Hello everyone and welcome to another video here on the Cycling Dane X channel and on the podcast if you're listening today. The topic is the Tour de France 2024 and one of the biggest teams in the Pro Pelton that is Ineos Grenadiers. And we're going to speculate if they're going to win the 2024 edition and if not, why and how can they get their maximum result, whatever. But uh, today I'm not alone. I'm with Patrick Blake of Outdo Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling podcast. And I mean Patrick, we might as well jump into it. In your screen, it is Team Sky, etc. They have a rich history with the Tour de France in quite a short span since the team was incepted back in 2010.
1: Yeah, they've had a lot of success in this race, winning it multiple times with multiple riders Wiggins, Froome, Bernal, G but in the last few years hasn't been quite as fruitful uh, for them. They've definitely been going through this reforming period, this rebuild, this switch to a youth style of team. So we're going to talk about what their chances are in terms of a 2024 route, and what kind of team they might want to try and build around there and the riders which they've got to try and do that.
0: Yeah, um, it's not really been that successful in a few years now. 2019, that Bernal victory was kind of the last one. Podium with Garen Thomas since then as well. Uh, podium with Carapas as well, Uh, both of them in the Jonas-Tarapogaccia era as well this year, fifth with Rodriguez, but I'm not sure if we had any expectations going into it for Ineos Grandes, and I mean, Patrick, what did you think of their performance this year?
1: I think it was good this year, it was promising. For their rebuild, like I said, they're going through, Pidders was... Up there in the first two weeks, in terms of GC, it was interesting to see him giving that a stab. And then Rodriguez, I think, was performing above my expectations, ended up finishing in fifth place. Yes, it was 13 minutes down on the eventual winner, Jonas Vingegaard, but you also have to consider that, I think, Tadej Pigaccia was somewhere around seven or eight minutes down on Jonas. So, in terms of second place, he was like five minutes off. So, in all reality, Rodriguez did a very good tour this year, course he won that stage as well and I think that maybe he might be the main man which they'll be looking towards in 2024 to try and gain a lot of their success but I also think that Pidcock is a bit of a a kind of red herring in there as well you're not really sure whether he'll be able to improve upon this result from this year obviously he dropped away quite badly in the last week so can he build upon his 2023 Tour de France and kind of convert this into a performance he can do over three weeks for example I think that Pidcock finishing inside the top 10 would be really good but I think that the win is still quite a way a ways for for Pidcock if the GC is his ultimate ambition in cycling
0: I mean we might as well move on quickly uh well maybe we could stay a bit more uh we'll discuss kind of the route as well, obviously the route hasn't been announced, that's for October, but we can still kind of take the rumours, etc. of the route, but yeah, I think one of the problems as well with Ineos screen is, as we've spoken about on the Echelon, etc., has been like this exodus that they've seen to have in the last two years as well, uh, losing a multitude of riders that could have been great, Tayo Gegenhardt going out the door now as well, Daniel Martinez, Sivakov gone as well, and yeah... Even Eddie Dunbar, who is doing phenomenally well at uh, Jaco Ayula, but that, that's probably a video for uh, discussion for another time. But in terms of the 2024 route, we're Grande Par in Italy, in the Ilia Romagna region, birthplace of Marco Pantani, Bologna as well. There's some very interesting ones happening there. And then obviously the finish is not in Champs Elysees. And uh, yeah, Patrick what do you think of the route and where are we finishing
1: i think the route so far from what we've seen is is an interesting one considering that at the moment we've only got one time trial in there and it's a time trial which is quite hilly as well so it certainly helps any oscron ideas i think in that sense because the few of the ttks i'd say is more in their favor when you consider that rodriguez and pidcock not really the strongest yet time trialists out there i think that they would stand a better chance with fewer ttks and like i said at the moment there's only one confirmed in there it's very possible there could be another one in the middle of the race but there isn't one at the start and there's lots of hilly terrain here you know the italian Profiles that we've got so far all seem relatively challenging in one way or another. There's not really anyone which is just a simple out and out sprint day or anything like that. they have all got quite a lot of hills in there as well, so it's going to be an interesting uh, Grande Partenza. Yeah, so it finishes in Nice, which is very interesting. Of course, with the Olympics happening next year, the route will not be going and finishing in Paris like it has done for a very very long time. So it's going to be a An interesting one to see how it happens.
0: Do you think we could be on the well, we don't know the rest of the route, really, other than like five stages, but we could be in the scenario if Taduagacha, Jonas Vinko, and obviously we're talking about Inos Grandias, Carlos Rodriguez, or whoever could be down for a very close showdown that could be decided on that final TT, which would absolutely be incredible.
1: The ISO seems to have a bit of a love affair at the moment with TT's. Ever since 2020, with the big upset of Pagacha over Roglic, the TT seems to be a bit of a frequent thing, which they like to plonk in at stage 20. But obviously, the stakes have been raised because now it's on stage 21. And I like that, I think... We've had races in the past. For Giro especially has put TTs at the end on the final stage. And I do quite like having a time trial at the end. It means that everything's still up for grabs. Obviously, it is dependent upon how the rest of the race has gone and how close the gaps are. But it provides the theatre that it's possible that it could be very much down on the final day. So I like it. I think it's a good addition. And I'm quite happy that they've added in a TT rather than just like a standard sprint day. Because, you know, I'd, however cool the Paris sort of procession is, very symbolic it is a little bit dull like you say apart from the last four laps
0: well you mentioned this as well there's rumors that there might be a cobble stage somewhere in there and it might not be in the first week imagine a cobble stage in the third week that would be absolutely
1: we saw the chaos that it produced you know if you've watched the uh, tour de france unchained or if you just watched the tour that year You'll have seen Yumbo visma in a little bit of chaos there. Obviously, they didn't lose that much time in the end, but I think this is certainly an area which the Ineos Grenadiers could sort of really strike back. I think they've got a really strong support crew for whatever GC leader they have. They will be supported very strongly by a lot of strong rulers. You know, you've got guys like Luke Rowe, Sheffield, etc., who are all fantastic rulers and will really kind of... They're the people who you would follow probably into the gates of hell. So you'd probably, uh you trust them going into some cobbles.
0: But I mean, Patrick, okay, we've discussed a bit. We got the Col de Bonnet as well, which is like a huge climb, which is higher up than Col de La Loz. We saw how the Col de La Loz decimated, well, Tadabagacha and quite a lot of others. In terms of the ideal Ineos days team to go to this, obviously they've lost a few riders, but who would you send for this team? Would will, Is it all rally around Carlos Rodriguez here and who would be their domestiques, etc.?
1: Quite similar to last year's, well this year's Tour de France team, where you're going to have Kwiatkowski, Pidcock and Carlos Rodriguez. Of course, Ineos are still to officially sign quite a lot of riders and there's also the big kind of news story at the moment about the potential Yumba Visma Sudar quick step. You don't know what kind of riders might if that merger were to go through, what kind of riders might appear on the market, which Ineos Grenadiers might want to snaffle up. So that's all kind of like hypothetical scenarios which could go on. But I think that you definitely got those three riders. I would like to see Sheffield there. I think that he is talented enough to be able to do this. I would also like to see Ben Turner. Maybe that's just my Yorkshire bias coming in, but I think that Ben Turner has proven himself over cobbled Terrain. And if there is a cobbled stage, I think it's important to have that sort of people around. Um, maybe like a Jonathan Navarez is very good. You know, we see, especially the stage which finishes in Bologna, has quite a lot of puncher style climbs in there. I think that Navarez would be a very good addition. He's been very good on Ardennes style parkours in the past. So am I missing anyone? Would you send
0: Ethan it, Hater? Maybe not. I mean, or is that what... detracting? From a GC goal. Or... Yeah, we're both fans of Ethan Hater. If you're listening, Ethan Hater, nothing against you. We're big fans. But if the goal is the GC, it's like you have to rally because Ethan yeah. Hater is a stage winner. So, like, you can't really waste guys that's, on him. That's
1: true. But at the same time, we've seen, we, we've talked about on the echelon how it's quite cool when a team just brings that kind of like rogue sprinter and they sort of. Just like throw them in. And like, Hater's a guy who can climb as well. Like, he can be a domestique. And then if he's there at the end of a hard stage, he actually prefers to sprints when it's really reduced down. I think that Hater could provide a role and also be given a chance to sprint for a stage or two. Like, we've seen in EOS, like Kwiatkowski won a stage this year from a break. They're not completely
0: out of the ordinary to do that. Okay. You've convinced me. I changed my mind. Send Ethan Hater. It's a bit like a Ethan, oh, not Ethan. Ethan uh, uh Edvard bosenhagen role that he kind of could fit in. And yeah. he's been part of plenty of their Team Sky mm-hmm. wins. So, yeah, I completely agree. What about their the Giro team this year with the Plus and Aronsman, who both finished inside top 10 and did a great job for Garen Thomas? Or would you even send Garen Thomas?
1: Garen Thomas is, a, is a funny one, isn't it? I'm not sure whether, are we in a changing of the sort of hierarchy in Ineos now where are Rodriguez and G at a similar level where you could kind of pick either of them? I would personally favour Rodriguez just a little bit more. Even though G did almost win the Giro this year, G's just a little bit accident prone. (laughs) For my liking, I feel like you could pick either of them, to be honest with you. But I think you got to pick one, because I think if you start trying to throw Pidcock and G and Carlos Rodriguez in there, I think it gets a bit too messy. We saw it with Jumbo this year. They barely kept a lid on it in the Vuelta with three people up there. And I'm really not sure about it being a good formula for success. I think you need to limit it to two. What do you reckon? Do you reckon G would stand a good
0: chance of podiuming? So wait, you're sending Carlos Rodriguez with Pitcock, right? Yeah.
1: I'm doing that again.
0: In an Olympic year, where he's probably focused about the mountain bike.
1: God, you make a good
0: point now. I mean, I would say Carlos Rodriguez and Garen Thomas. Oh no, if we're... I was going to say Aronsman as well, but...
1: Well, let's think. So we got G, Carlos Rodriguez, Arensman, De Plus, Kwiatkowski, Sheffield... And then two others, Turner, Hater, or Navarez maybe in that last role as well. That would probably be my eight that at the moment I'm wanting to send. No Ghana. Garner, yeah, that's a good point. You could put Ghana in there instead of Turner, I guess. I mean, how much value do you put towards... Yorkshire. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Like, do you want Turner there because of his, like, cobble? experience and how much value does that provide for like you know the one stage where he's going to be hyper useful versus is Ghana more versatile over greater terrain he probably is so maybe you do take Ghana. it also depends on the other grand tours like you say it's the olympic year so is Ghana going to be available there's going to be track going on there's going to be the you know olympics time trial going on is that going to work with his schedule yeah, I, I do see what you mean about about Pidcock because that could be quite uh yeah a spanner in the works with the o- Olympic mountain bike
0: or they just send Josh Tarling and he wins the whole thing.
1: Well, I don't know. Josh Tarling's going to be Olympic champion in the time oh, trial. Oh
0: shoot, you have a point. But yeah, I mean we we kind of have a rough vague team. Make sure in the comments to let us know who you're, who you would send right now. Bear in mind that half. The squad isn't revealed or yeah. there aren't any details about who it is. They could even sign Primus Roglic or Remco Venpo at this point. And then, yeah, obviously they would be working for them. But, yeah, Patrick, uh, in terms of predictions, in your screen is whoever you picked as your sole leader for the team, where do they finish? I'd say. Are you going to ruin that? another video by not validating the title? I think... That's a no. I
1: mean, it depends. It depends on... Who Yumbo sent and who UE send and crashes and stuff. But I have optimism that Ineos could take, could make a return to the podium next year. You know, nobody would have predicted Pigachi to have lost so much time this year. There's lots of unknown factors which will still come into play. I'm expect. I think Carlos Rodriguez could finish in, I'm going to go third place next year in the 2024 tour.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, Carlos Ruggers is my leader as well, but I think they're going to miss the podium fourth place.
1: Okay, that's fair. <laughs>
0: so I mean, that's probably a more
1: realistic ambition,
0: I think. But... We don't think they're going to win. But yeah, that's basically it for our little discussion about how Inos Grandiers wins the Tour of France, and none oh. of we don't think they're going to win the Tour of France next year. Uh, Well, maybe if they sign Roglic or Romko, as we said. But yeah, make sure to comment down below who you would... Send who you think is going to win. Rate my haircut out of 10 and shave. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, uh, make sure to check out Patrick's channel, I do Cycling. It'll be down in the link below. And of course, we do the Echelon Cycling Podcast every week. So that's going to be in the description as well. But with that, thank you very much for watching. And we will see you around.